to Steam State of Mind, your favorite source for all things Steam education. Steam State of Mind. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. Steam State of Mind. Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a Steam State of Mind. Steam State of Mind. <laughs> There, I'm Carrie, and, and I'm Burn, and this is Kettering City School Steam State of Mind podcast. Great to be back here in the seat here with you, Burn. I know I'm really looking forward to this conversation that we're going to be having today, and I'm really excited about some of our um, being able to discuss our partnerships that we have in the community. And speaking of those partnerships we have with us today, Chelsea Holmes. Chelsea is a scheduling coordinator with Boonshoff Museum, which is one of our wonderful partners here um, in the Kettering Schools. Chelsea, tell us a little bit about your position with Boonshoft. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the scheduling coordinator for the education department. So basically any teacher or educator who would want to schedule a field trip or some kind of a workshop with us, they would talk to me. And my whole job is to bring people in to explore the museum and to um, bring students to participate in different activities with science, um, technology, engineering, and math, and just appreciating all of the great stuff that we have to offer. So... I mean, we're talking about STEM or STEAM education, and um, and the Boonshoff sounds like you guys really, I know you guys support it, but um, so we have, um, we could, this podcast is called STEAM State of Mind, and so like the state of mind is um, trying to have everybody understand that the, you know, our having that state of mind where everything is integrated and everything is um, connected in some way. We don't, you know, it's not all in silos and, and getting the kids and experiencing these highly engaging um, projects or highly engaging experiences where they can use their critical thinking, their problem solving skills, their collaboration with each other. All these different things are like the portrait of a graduate. Um, So how does the Boonshop Museum support or lend a hand in supporting the STEAM state of mind? Yeah. Well, one thing I always like to tell people is Boonshoft, it's marketed as a children's museum, but I always call it more of a family museum. It is designed for people of all ages and it integrates a lot of different disciplines because originally Boonshoft was, it was the Dayton Museum of Natural History. And initially it was just a collection of a variety of artifacts from lots of different disciplines. So we have examples from anthropology, archaeology, biology, zoology. Um, We have different, uh, you know, hands-on activities that we focus on with chemistry and astronomy and physics. Um, So it's not just coming in and and getting a lesson in one particular type of discipline, but you kind of get to come in and experience a little bit of everything, um, which is one thing that I think is really unique about our museum in particular compared to some other places uh, that we have both in Ohio and then across, uh, across the country. And when we look at the types of programs that we offer to the public, it's all geared towards letting different ages of learners experience things together. So we're really encouraged to have parents and guardians participate with their children and with their learners rather than it being really divided out by age or ability level, so to speak. Um, 
We also, when we have field trips come in, we really focus on pulling some of those 21st century skills. Um, so looking at problem solving and critical thinking by encouraging them to work together to try to solve problems. Um, we aim for everything to be very interactive and to get kids to start thinking about the actions that they can take in order to then solve problems related to a variety of topics, whether that is, you know, exploring ancient fossil artifacts that they might, you know, be uh, digging up or, you know, trying to come up with an idea about what might happen if we mix these two chemicals together. What could be the result um, if we we try out this set of um, steps to uh, test a hypothesis? So um, I think we fit into the STEAM state of mind because, again, we, have, too. Just yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> we have such a diverse history ourselves. I should have had her define STEAM state of mind. Yeah, That kind of is a definition yeah, is. right yeah. there. Yes. That's awesome. What are... Um, so... So um, students coming to Boonshoft, tell us kind of what does a typical field trip kind of look like? Um, you, you talked about interactive activities and things like that. What are some of the, what, what does that look like for kids that, that um, travel to the museum? What are some of the engaging experiences they're going to they're gonna have when they're there as part of that field trip? So the base field trip we start with, we call a self-guided tour. And effectively, that is a special group rate where um, groups come in and they get general admission access to the building at a discount. And they get to set their own pace for the day. So some teachers and educators who are really familiar with the building, they like to set their own itinerary. And they're like, I already know what places I want to hit. I know exactly what parts I want them to focus on. Um, Occasionally, they will make their own resources. And they just have a day in the museum. Um, For a lot of our really young learners. They just are excited to be in a new place and get to see all the cool stuff that we have. Um, For older learners, um, occasionally it's kind of getting them to focus on some of the more intricate artifacts where, you know, they're needing better like literacy skills to really understand the information that's given. And then we also provide what we call add-ons. So add-ons are, uh, they usually run 30 to 60 minutes and they can take place on site um, in a private location And teachers can set these up to focus on specific themes. Um, All of the information is on our website, but basically we we set up these workshops to really dive into specific content areas. So it ranges, like I said, through all different branches of science um, where we have an educator who is leading them through hands-on activities that really focus on one specific content area. And then after they're done with that workshop, um, they then have the rest of the day to explore. So for some teachers, they like having that structure in there they I think they kind of feel like they're getting something like really engaging and and involved out of the experience rather than just oh it's a day to play Um, but again for some teachers who it's their first time that they've ever been to the Boonshoft they might find that to be a little bit limiting where they want to give the students as much time as possible to see what all we have to offer we also have what we call stem to you workshops, um, which are outreach programs. And that's where we send an educator and materials out of the museum to a teacher's classroom or to a specific location. And we can lead the same type of experience, but at their site. And that's a really cool, uh, 
feature that makes it accessible to maybe schools that uh, their transportation is a little inconsistent or they don't necessarily have enough funding to pay for each individual child to come to the museum and do the workshop, but they have enough funding to pay for a one hour session for their class um, Mm -hmm. to get to do that all together. And then of course, uh, we also have been in the distance learning game for a long time. Even before uh, things happened with the pandemic, we were offering distance learning opportunities where we can uh, run these hands-on experiences uh, virtually. And we also offer options where we send materials to the school ahead of time. So our educator will be teaching through Zoom or through uh, Google Meets, but then the students are getting to do it hands-on as they're watching and following along with the screen, which is a really cool thing that I hadn't even considered trying to uh, attempt before I joined Boonshoff. That just was, hmm. that blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, it blew a lot of people's mind in the <laughs> throughout the yes, country. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what you're talking about is um, like what we have been doing here in Kettering with the Boonshoft and some of these things. So can you tell us a little bit about the collaboration that we have worked together um, here specifically with Kettering? Because it's been such a fun journey to go, you know, to be a part of with the Boonshoft and the Kettering City School District. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. So that's a really exciting thing that we have gotten to do, not just with Kettering, but with other local Dayton schools, is we have these contracts effectively where the schools approach us and say, we want to use you for a series of lessons and we want you to keep coming back to our location or we want to keep bringing students to your locations to get to experience these these hands-on activities so so far we've been working with the fourth grade yes. um, and the idea was to kind of use them as our test subjects <laughs> before we kind of expand to other grades and I think what we organized was, uh, I think it was three or four days of the STEM to you outreach where our educators came, uh, and ran programs for those fourth grade classes at Oakview. And then I think there were two days where the fourth graders came to us. So they had one day that they came to Boonshoft and had, I think they had a workshop with that day. We had a workshop and then they had students had the time. So we sent three classes, um, there in that one day. And so there was, you know, each class took an hour and then while the other mm-hmm. classes did a tour or they had like a um, a scavenger hunt kind of thing that they had to work through. Yeah. And then I think we also, I can't remember if this already passed or if it's upcoming, but there was also a day where they were going to the Sunwatch Archaeological Park yep. site. They, they went to Sunwatch and we got the kits afterwards where they had to build their own huts or whatever, you know, the buildings and structures. And that was kind of, that was cool. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that one was actually, that was in partnership with the uh, Ohio, the National and Ohio Writing Project, which was a grant that we were uh, working with for a variety of schools to basically help fund field trips for them in exchange for them, uh, the teacher's participation in reviewing some curriculum materials and testing out a few writing prompts. We're trying really hard to incorporate incorporate some language arts into our uh, Sunwatch site um, since that area is just so beautiful and lush and it's just like a great opportunity to generate a lot of great writing, um, whether it be narrative or just descriptive nonfiction. So that was a really cool opportunity. And I think the fourth graders did a little bit of that writing. Yes, uh, they did. While they were there uh, after getting a tour of the village. So yeah. Well, and what's really cool that um, if we go back a step, um, even before we started, you know, it was a collaboration where we actually sat down and talked about 
okay, what are the needs? For, what does Kettering City Schools need in the fourth grade that we want to adjust our program? They just didn't hand us something that said Boonshop didn't say, okay, here, this is what we have to offer. Something that's going to enhance what we're, what we're doing with right. our fourth grade. And, and they, they adapted their curriculum and their programs, and they even came up with a couple of whole new things just to meet the needs that we have. And we're actually making big connections with um, the Wonders program that we have in mm -hmm. Kettering and the language arts aspect, because you're talking about increasing the language arts. And so we're taking all of those essential questions and different things and connecting it to them and the standards and all of this. And it's just been a great collaboration. And Boonshoft has been right on board with it. And one of the things that they absolutely love, and I think this was totally new with, uh, like Boonshoft just came up with it for um, Kettering and we're hoping, you're hoping to use it in other schools, was the um, um, taking evidence from different, you know, like how governments are formed and how governments use different, um, like, you know, you have your Department of Energy, you have your Department of whatever, all these different um, agencies or departments that then they had to solve a problem that that department would have solved. Like a real, solve, real life problem. That yes, to solve see. a larger okay. problem. We put all the information and data together to be able to solve a larger problem. And it was, the kids loved it. It was just, it was great. Yeah, I had forgotten about that one, but we we do um, a program that we call TRASH, which is an acronym that stands for Taking Responsible Action at School and Home, something like that. And it's a partnership along with the uh, Montgomery County and Miami County Solid Waste Districts, where they provide us with some funding to teach students about, you know, recycling and, and uh, looking at the waste that we put mm -hmm. into the earth and then how we can reduce the waste that we produce. And we had originally, I think, presented that. And then we went, well, wait a minute. I feel like we could take this a couple steps farther because it's not just, you know, uh, waste management that right. involve, impacts uh, the environment. We also have to look at energy. We have to look at uh, transportation. And so we started there and then uh, Kettering gave us the opportunity to kind of push our envelope and say, okay, well, how much farther can we really go with this? And what can we really integrate to help these fourth graders start to really think about how the community is impacting the environment that we live in? Yeah, and, and, and how the government and the different departments and all this stuff, how they work together, collaborate together to make the community better. Mm -hmm. And the kids, they really picked up on that. And so it was really awesome. Kind of sounds to me, Bern, like like this is an amazing partnership for you as well as, as our STEAM coach and a teacher. What are some things you've learned with your interactions with the educators that you're seeing and, and collaborating with from yeah. Boonshoft? Uh, well, Boonshoft, you know, um, right away, they addressed as more of, okay, here's what we can provide. It was right away. It was like, okay, well, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And it opened up that hole where you don't get that with a lot of different organizations on probably because the timing and all this stuff, it's like, okay, this is what you have. And so um, learning from them about what all the things that they had to offer and yet the creativity and having that steam state of mind and being able to integrate all of the different resources that we just can't have or nor should we have like with the animals you guys brought in and stuff. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, and so I learned so much about the um, 
being able to find the resources and having a height that those things can are in our community. We just need to collaborate together like we did with Boonshoff to bring them to our students' experiences. You know, these kids just shine when they have experiences and they grow with it. And it makes the language arts and the writing and the math and all of these things come alive. And it, it, there's a purpose, you know, and they understand that. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and Chelsea, I love the way you said that, you know, Boonshoff saw a need to incorporate which which people might not think of when they first think about a museum but the the whole language arts into what you're um, teaching and helping students to learn about whether it's um, you know people from thousands of years ago or how you recycle or whatever it is but to incorporate that language arts into that is so amazing. And um, I mean, kudos to you guys for realizing that because <clears throat> that might not even be an expectation of a, of a children's museum that you do that. But but what what is it that made you guys realize that that's important to, to make that a part of, and, and which is exactly what we're talking about here, that whole state of mind that that is just as important as learning, you know, the the technology or the math or the science. Or is, the periodic table memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think one big thing uh, that always blows my mind, even now working at Boonshoft is for for the past year or so, is just all the different knowledge that that all of our staff bring, and mm -hmm. particularly with our education team, is they just have such a a breadth of knowledge. Um, their their training is not in pedagogy the way that formal educators is they they're learning from being out at archaeological digs they're they're hmm. used to studying in different ways in different fields and so we just have a team of of educators that are very passionate about developing new curriculum based on their interests and i think that our directors are really uh uh encouraging uh about empowering our educators like, hey, you really want to do something about this topic? Go for it. Like we we are sure that there will be an audience for it, but you show us what you've got and then we'll figure out a way to to work it in. Um, so I think a big part of, of just coming up with all those different factors is just the the different experiences that our our team has. And I also think too, the fact that we are such a diverse location and we're not really stuck in one particular box also kind of lets us try things. And then we can just kind of figure out, you know, how exactly it fits and how it, it fits along with our STEAM state of mind and with our vision as an organization and an institution. Um, because like I said, it's it's not just for it's not just for for school age kids. It's not just for adults. It's a place where everybody should be able to come in and take something away. Um, and I think that's what makes it super exciting to have groups come and visit us is just seeing uh, people of all ages getting involved and and building these memories um, that they'll go back and they'll be like, oh yeah, I remember we talked about this, and they'll tie that into their classroom stuff, or they'll remember it at the dinner table, or when they go out on another trip to another location and they can think of things that they see that are similar between uh, what they experienced at Boonshoft or Sunwatch. And then they go to these other places and they start to see similar things or start to build those connections. So we, I mean, you're talking about all these different um, places at Boonshoft and all these different experiences and all this stuff. So I'm curious, what is your favorite 
part of Boonshaft? What is the you, like your passion? So, um, well, when I started, I was a volunteer in the live animal department. Mm. Um, so I was helping take care of a lot of the diets and the 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 dirty work to clean up after the animals because. I mean, we know Somebody's how messy gotta humans do it, get. Right? Somebody's yeah. got to do it. <laughs> so I got to start out there. So I, I, I learned that I could never be a zookeeper. That's a level of just physicality that I personally just could not do day in and out. So I have so much respect for our live animal team. But I love getting to hear about the ways that they enrich the animals' lives and the way that the animals enrich our visitors' lives. The other big one that I'm a big fan of is our Beezer Room of Wonders, which is an exhibit that just reopened back in September. And it showcases all of those different branches of science that I mentioned to bring all of this diverse history from our uh, society and put it in one place. Um, and so I, I've been running a, a, a study in there for visitor engagement. And so I've spent a lot of time in that room. And it's one of those things where you come back every time and you notice something different. And the way that it's divided up and organized, like you could go in, you know, multiple times during uh, the same visit or multiple visits and keep finding something new every time and keep learning something new every time. So that space is just really, really cool to me. And then, of course, I also like to plug Sunwatch because I don't think a lot of people realize that it's it's a site that is connected with Boonshaft because they're physically separated from each other. But um, we've just done a lot of work in the last couple of months to restore some of that site and to add to the ambiance. And um, uh, history's never been my thing, but being out there and hearing some of my coworkers who have history with archaeology and anthropology just talk about this this civilization that lived there so yeah, long you ago. You can't help but be fascinated. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's, and, and to have that resource right here in our community is absolutely amazing. I mean, that's wonderful. And I'm going to direct this to both of you guys because as I'm hearing you talk, and and I know I've been to the museum with my kids and with my grandkids, and uh, it's kind of the epitome of that whole thing that, um, you know, you're having so much fun, you don't even realize how much you're learning. Hmm. You know, why is it why is it important that we make learning fun, why that can, it's okay to incorporate the fun into learning, you know, whether it's science, technology, engineering, the arts, you know, language arts, whatever. Why is that so important? And I'll, I'm going to direct that to both of you from your both different perspectives. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, uh, it's it's the idea that people are going to protect things that they care about. So when we give them these interactive, face-to-face, hands-on experiences in these unique places, like like Boonshoft or like Sunwatch, or um, even just going to one of our metro parks and getting to be out in, in the Ohio uh, landscape, right? When you build those experiences with people, they, they build a, an attack. And they really start to have this sense of their place, not just in their own community, but also their space in, you know, North America, globally. Um, And so I think just continually making those experiences accessible helps create experiences and memories that then help them feel like that place is important to them. Um, So I think that's just should be, I think, the goal of, of any sort of educational experience is helping them make a personal connection with that that uh, lesson or that subject matter or that place and then um, helping them kind of foster that into kind of their own internal 
like sense of who they are and what they have to offer their community. Well, and I'm going to piggyback off of that because what she was just saying is where we want the students to be able to be engaged in something that they'll go out on their own and want to learn more. You know, we want them to be excited about their education. And I'm sorry, but, you know, there's a lot of boring things out there that we do as (laughs) teachers and the kids are bored to death. And we know through Hattie's research um, that boredom is a very big negative, you know, um, it's a negative factor in a student's education. And, you know, there's so many skills and I get it. There's so many skills and there's so many things that have to be done. But we also, um, we you know, we can make education engaging. We can make it fun. We can take those experiences and teach those skills and use those experiences to get the kids engaged in some of the boring stuff, you know, that we have to do. Um, because, you know, I, I mean, I don't know about YouTube, but when I, but when I'm a kid and I think about the things that I learned or my experiences in the elementary school, especially. I remember those highly engaging activities. I don't remember the workbook pages. I don't remember the drill and kill. I don't remember. I remember. I can, I can say, you know, I remember when we did this activity or we did this experiment or we did this whatever project-based learning. And I, you can probably, as an adult, now tie it to to. A learning experience, not just oh, yeah. a fun experience, but something that oh, you learned. Oh, it was learned. learning. And I learned from, you know, like, and I think about, oh, my God, that's how I learned. That's why I'm interested. Or that's why, you know, because of those experiences. And so that's why I think, like, you know, having Boonshoft in our backyard, which is so amazing, and having it as a partner in the collaboration is that they can provide the experiences that, you know, we naturally can't provide because of whatever, you know, like we – we don't have sun watch, you know, at you, our Kettering schools. You, you know? don't have a lot of archaeologists <laughs> yes, just running exactly. around your halls. Future <laughs> I mean, archaeologists, maybe, but yes, not hopefully. working and experienced well, and, and that is something else that's really important, too, is that, you know, um, what Boonshoft and they get to be able, the students, the learners, be able to see um, the people who are working there and the people who are engaged there and the people who are having fun there. These are their careers, like the archaeologists right. and stuff. And yeah. this is like something that they want to do. So I it's like career that. How do, education I, how do I get to be exactly. an archaeologist? Well, or, how, yeah. Yeah, I love your, like, what you're doing. What is that? You know, it's a great career education connection, too. So yeah. I just hate seeing kids bored. They don't like being bored. Well, I, I think this partnership clearly is is not one built on boredom. It sounds like it's built on a lot of fun and excitement for our kids. Are there been. are there any plans for expansions at Boonshoft or continued, obviously continued um, support of of STEAM? Um, you know, not just for Kettering students, but but all of our Miami Valley students. Are there any new things on the horizon at, at Boonshoft? So a lot of what we're doing now uh, that we're kind of back to pre-COVID operations with our department. A lot of it is refining things that we tested out. And now we're like, okay, now we're in a phase where we can kind of strengthen some some potential weak points and make it something really great. One of the big ones that we're refining now is what we call Museum in Motion, which is a full day, full school uh, assembly style hands-on experience where our educators put on a stage show and they lead students through uh, a bunch of different stations through a variety of different science topics. 
topics. And so we we kind of tested it out a little bit last year, and now we're starting to like strengthen our original model and now start to look at uh, developing some different opportunities, like one that focuses on animal habitats. Uh, we're working on another one with some other local Dayton schools uh, to come up with a topic related to water and the way that wa- the water cycle and the natural resource of water um, is so important, not just in the Dayton community, but you know, all over the world. Uh, so that's a really big thing that we're doing. Um, another big thing is we're really uh, hoping to to build more connections like Kettering, where there are other local schools that would want to be part of, I keep saying a contract, but effectively, you know, an ongoing continual collaboration. Um, we are very, very passionate about doing that. We work with a lot of um, charter schools in the area where we do that, and we we go out and provide continual experiential learning for them throughout the year. And as much as we love that, we would really love to be able to do that more locally and build those relationships with our own community so that uh, schools are benefiting from that resource and they can keep bringing that to their students throughout an entire year um, or a series of years to just kind of keep building on that knowledge. So we're always looking for more uh, schools and districts that would be interested in in doing that. Uh, And we always love the opportunity for them to give us something new and say, go for it, go crazy show us what you got um, and get to come up that's with that's been fun yeah that's that's <laughs> that's just I think their favorite thing like I said we've just got such passionate uh, educators who just love getting to kind of throw their own their own spin on things and make something really unique um, that uh, you know our learners maybe wouldn't get from other places yeah well it's also so they will so we collaborate on well okay this is kind of what we're doing this here are the standards here's the wonders essential questions this is that this is that or whatever and then we kind of talk about it a little bit well then they go back and you know Boonshelf goes back and they come up with like three different ideas or three different whatever and then they say okay well which one do you guys want us to you know, refine or right. whatever. So we go back and we collab. I collaborate with the teachers, and we're like, "Oh my god, can we do them all?" You know, right. <laughs> I mean, and seriously, they are like, "It's like, do we have to really pick one of these?" You know, um, so it's like an endless. Yeah, like I know that like what we've done this year, we can probably going to improve it for next year and continue this partnership and continue making it better, like what she was saying. But it's pretty exciting and. What's really cool is that we have like Boonshoft people in our community who's willing to work with, you know, the public schools and and different, you know, the Kettering City schools to be able to develop these experiences for our students because you know what, they're our future. And it's something that is we find you know how important it is for them to be able to see and experience these things and not be bored all day. Mm-hmm. Well, this and this to me sounds like the absolute um, I mean, perfect combination, perfect partnership. Just hearing, um, Chelsea, you talk about all of the things that Boonshoft, I, I didn't even realize, um, was doing. And then to, to know that that is kind of, as you said, in our backyard and, and at the fingertips of, of our teachers and students is a pretty amazing resource for our community. So thank you guys for everything you're doing. Yeah, thanks um, for giving us the opportunity to try out yeah, some new stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> and well, I that, highly that recommend all about anybody. That. You're going well, yeah. to get him to challenge you guys, and then you guys will challenge us right back, and it sounds like it's a, fun. And and I recommend this to anybody, not just in Kettering, but any school district or any, you know, anybody listening, 
you know, reach out, you know, um, to Boonshoft and they are more than willing to just like brainstorm and work together and collaborate. And that's what I find very refreshing. And that is the steam state of mind for sure. That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you. And you know what, before we sign off, um, Coach S, we do have a question from Jennifer that ties right in really with what we're talking about here. Um, we've talked about this wonderful partnership that that you have developed and that um, Boonshoft has has jumped right on board with with Kettering. Why are these um, different partnerships that you've been able to establish with so many different types of groups and organizations throughout Kettering and the Miami Valley? Why are these so important to um, STEAM education? here in Kettering, and since we're not just talking to Kettering teachers, to why is that something that um, is worthwhile um, to put an effort into in, in terms of building those relationships? Well, um, that's a great question, and I'm excited to answer it because I just had an experience with um, a third grade class today, um, earlier today, where they're engineering these wind turbines and different things, and um, and so it's, you know, we're doing these things and the students, you know, we had to pause for a moment and say, okay, why? Why are we doing this? You know, um, what is the impact? What is the whatever? And so the students, you know, initially were talking about all these different things, blah, blah, blah. But a, a kid, one of the students says, because the engineer that came in, you know, had to solve the same kind of problem. And I'm like, okay, that is just absolutely awesome that, you know, they are making so that, that connection. from one of our partners? Yeah, from one of our partners. Yeah. And so, you know, and that is, so it's like, it's part of our community. It's part of our culture altogether. Like we can't, Dayton, Ohio, the whole region, Kettering, you know, we're an innovative community. Um, we really have a lot of things to be proud of, of things that have happened. And what's really exciting is what's going to be happening. And these, the learners we have now, they're they're the ones that are going to be making a lot of these things happen, and you know we need. I think that um, the problem solving and the skills that they are getting with the, from these you know learning from these different partnerships, they can see oh this is something that gives me purpose and reason for what I'm learning today. This is going to help me be like that you know, to have a job in that, you know, organization or whatever. And so, like, you know, we have, you know, partnerships with the Woolpert and all the drones and stuff like that with the University of Dane Research Institute and all the things that they do with 3D printing and different things. We have partnership with the Kettering Trader Joe's and our food, where our food comes from and the gardening and all this stuff. We have partnership. I'm going to miss someone and then they're going to be like, you didn't mention us. We have... <laughs> We have so many different parts. We, you know, the um, the modern college of design. I mean, the things that that the art aspect of things is just so fascinating, and how that is integrated within. You know, um, nobody wants to look at something that and somebody did for a purpose of. You know, even like the these um, windmills. Mm -hmm. You know, like people say they're ugly. I don't want them in my backyard. They're ugly. So how can we artistically look at that in a different way? You know, these people are looking and thinking differently and creatively. But the but what's so cool about all the different? I'm sorry, I know I didn't talk about half of them, but um, is that you know these the learners can look at these businesses and stuff like that. And they realize that 
this is a future career for me. This is something that I can connect to and give me purpose for what I'm learning today. And that is really powerful. And the other thing is that honestly, these people reinforce what we're trying to tell these students as far as like being a problem solver, how important collaboration is, how important all the portraits of a graduate, they can testify in front of them. And it's much more powerful than a teacher saying it or a principal or something. When you can actually see it and see the people that are are doing the things that you're learning about in the classroom. Yeah. And, And why is it so important to work together and collaborate together? Why is it so important for the to be a problem solver or a critical thinker? These people are bringing it in. It's like, yeah, you guys, you need this. You need this for your future career. So I just think it brings, um, um, I don't know if you call it quality. What do you call it? Where, you know, it verifies with what we're trying to do with the people actually doing it. And the students see that. So it's exciting. We have so many great partners in Kettering. One of these days we'll make a list and so I can, you know, the Dayton Brick Shop and different things like that. So <laughs> Just stop yeah. now because you're going to miss somebody. I know, I will. We'll, we'll do, I will. We'll do a I whole show maybe on list. partners. Maybe yes. we'll do that one of these that would days. Be but awesome. anyway, Chelsea, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being such a wonderful, um, as as Byrne just said there in that his little dissertation being um, a partner that that is so important to not just what kids are learning today, but but what they're able to see and who they're going to be in the future. So thank you for being a part of that. Thank you. Well, and thank you for having me. And thank you for, again, giving us the opportunity to give back to our community in this way. Absolutely. You're welcome. All, All right. Until right. next time. Until next time. This is Esteemed State of Mind from Kettering, Ohio. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.